you ready? Welcome to another episode of Buff in the Rough. Today we're going to talk about what it takes to have a successful club with Randy Moore. Join me in welcoming Randy to the show. Well, Randy, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's, uh, I'm really happy to have you on today. Uh, I'm really interested in uh, talking about what it takes to have a successful club and uh, I couldn't think of anybody better to ask than somebody at one of the clubs that I think uh, probably has some of the most success of any around. So thanks again for making some time for us. But would you just maybe for the folks that are listening that, that don't know who Randy Moore is, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe how you got into hunting or beagles, and even if you want to talk about what you do outside of hunting, that'd be great too. Okay. I'm Randy Moore. I'm from Waynesburg, Pennsylvania. I've been running competition dogs for five years. I used to gun hunt back in the 80s and 90s. I got out of it a little bit, then I got back in about five years ago. I bought my first dog off of uh, Cody Rucker and John Square, and I started competition hunting. Me and my son, always son Billy, they was running uh, all-star series points with her. And we decided to keep going with it, and we ended up winning the whole whole deal <laughs> first year into it. That, that was pretty cool. We enjoyed that. So, we so, traveled all over the place, and uh, Josh and Cody, they helped us a lot. I met a lot of nice people, and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, a lot of people hunt these series for years and don't win it. That's saying a lot to go into it your first year and, and, and win the All-Star Series. <laughs> yeah, and they told, Cody told us that's the next, thing, next best thing to win besides the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we, we haven't accomplished that yet. Yet. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I really want to focus on the club today and, and talk about um, what it takes to have a successful club. And, and, and part of that is, is hosting events too. But could you tell us a little bit about your club? Uh, where, uh, you know, where it is, what, you know, what, what, what kind of club is it and whatever you want to tell us. Okay. Our club was organized in 1896 and, uh, they ran AKC hunts there. It was, uh, I call them walkie-talkie dogs, but mm-hmm. and, but uh, I joined the club uh, five years ago, and uh, they ran a few PKC hunts in, and I hunted a few PKC hunts, but I was more or less into UKC hunts. Mm-hmm. So I, I brought it up to the meeting about having uh, UKC hunts, and they said that would be fine, and... Uh, we just started running UKC hunts, and it went real well. I got a lot of people with help. We got 40 members in our club. We have a 40-member cutoff. And uh, and anything I bring up in the meeting that want to do about hunts, they're all for it. Mm-hmm. It's just I got a good bunch. There's a good bunch of members down there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it takes. You always have to have those good members, those those folks that don't mind working, working the events, working behind the scenes. Uh, there's a, there's a lot to running a club. 
Um, now, do you guys, do you have a clubhouse that you're yes. on? Or do you rent it? Do you own it? How's that work? We own it. We own 147 acres. Oh, wow. And we have a 47-acre running pen. Wow. But our ground outside is just as good running as it is inside the pen. So you have the option to run inside or outside the pen. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. And we, have a, we have an acre puppy pen, too start puppies in so as part as part of having a club like that one of the benefits for the members is to have access to hunt hunt the pen and hunt the puppy pen yeah yeah okay well well, how does that work i mean how's that work on the outside Mm -hmm. so for for members that would be interested in in either joining your club or starting a club and, and kind of using the setup that you have um, how does that work? So they pay a membership fee every year, and what what does that give a club member access to? Well, all right, to join the club, we have to have an opening before we have honorary members, and when the honorary members don't count as our forty club, you know, membership. Okay. We have a two hundred and fifty dollar sign up fee, then it's fifty dollars a, a year after that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can go down there and hunt anytime. A lot of guys deer hunt down there, and uh, and one of the stipulations is to join. You have to have a big one. <laughs> yeah, you got to be a hunting member, huh? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we just built a new pavilion outside. It's twenty by thirty six. It's right behind the clubhouse. We got picnic tables there. Of course, our clubhouse is not really that big, so we needed more room. We just put that on the outside of it. Mm-hmm. And any club member can use it, you know, if they want to have a party or something. Any any club member is welcome to use it. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the day-to-day of a club, you know, the, the, the things that are probably kind of boring to most people because – I think when people get excited about clubs, it's, you know, it's the hunting day. It's the day of the event. It's the day that they can come pleasure hunt during the week. You know, they don't think about the boring stuff. But the boring stuff's important, too. So do you guys have, like, rules, some kind of club constitution? I've, I've heard clubs call it different things. But do you guys have, like, a, a set of guidelines to go by for the members? Yeah, you have to go. Kind of at least three meetings a year, or help at three hunts a year. Either will work, or come down and like work days. We have oh a couple of days a year to you know need stuff done. You got to do three at least three things a year. It's not much mm-hmm. to just to keep you know people in a little bit involved. The older gentlemen, we don't expect them to do nothing. We tell them just coming down and. And uh, just have a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm assuming you've got a clubhouse there as well with a kitchen. Yep. It's got a kitchen and a wood burner stove in it and a bathroom. Mm-hmm. And we, we mowed, you know, we got grass to mow. We probably mowed, I want to say, acre and a half of grass. Then we have a four-wheel drive tractor with a mower on. We mow paths you know, so we can line rabbits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's the thing about these hunts. You can run them, but if you can't see them, it makes it really tough to get much of a score. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. All of our members, they have their hunting spots, are, they keep them out all the time. So when we have hunts, we can see the rabbits. This makes the second year we've had the world hunt. Mm-hmm. So what's the membership look like? Is it is it a mixture of young people to older people? Is it mostly older folks, mostly middle-aged folks? What what does your membership look like? Uh, it's, it's probably half and half. Mm-hmm. Since, we, since we've been having hunts down at UKC Hunts, we've got the last two or three years, we've got a lot of younger membership, mm-hmm. people, with, people with hunts in the hunts. And the older people, like when we have hunts, They'll, they'll bring food, you know, we buy the meat and we have club members that take turns making stuff for the hunts. Mm-hmm. So is, I've seen clubs run a little different, differently depending on the circumstances, but for a club established since the 1800s, <laughs> been around since 1896, and owns yeah. that much land, it takes a lot to to keep it up, I mean, you, you have taxes, you have uh, bills to pay, you've got electricity, you've got upkeep on tractors and and the pen and and all those kind of things. So you have bills. So, do, how important is it to to make a little money on the hunts to keep the club going? And and where where do you make your money? Is it on the on the? And I'm not looking for dollar amounts. I, I don't need to know your business, yeah. but I just think it's interesting to think about. Like, do you make any money on a hunt? Oh yeah, UKC hunts. Yeah, we make a good bit. I'd say we make. Uh, I'm gonna say five to seven thousand dollars a year on our UKC hunts. Well, that's good. That that'll keep the doors open. I mean that that's why you can then, build pavilions and our, yeah. Then for our taxes. We uh, we have forty members, and the and the and the membership is fifty dollars, and that covers our our taxes. That's that's great. I mean, yeah. with with a lot of smaller clubs, especially, they struggle. I mean, really, just seeing what's around where I live. Uh, I don't know what's going on in your part of the country, but down here, my property taxes doubled this year nearly. So it's a uh-huh. it's a thing. So just pay, paying taxes and and keeping the club going, let alone just a little extra in case you need a new roof or you know you have a plumbing issue or the you know you need a new refrigerator. You, I mean, you know, because you're you're in this club, yeah. but those things can get yeah. really expensive, and and you need a little money there for emergencies you know and and to help with those kinds of things so i'm glad you're 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 making money where does the club make money other than the membership helps kind of keep keep it maintained you know and and pay the taxes and stuff but do you like for i've uh i've been a member of a club before it seemed like we did really well in the kitchen yeah we we do pretty good on the kitchen mm -hmm. yeah we have we have a good sponsors of people around here that sponsors us mm-hmm. for our hunts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we just got a new one that's Iron Synergy. Uh, it's an old mine. Mm-hmm. They're just sponsoring the world hunt for us this year. And we have a bunch of other companies. G and Sporting Good, Brady's Roadhouse, Brady Gaines, he has them and he's good to us about sponsoring us and Ozzy's gun shop. There's just you, lots of other people. I don't want to start naming because I'm afraid I'll miss. Oh, of course, of course. So yeah. when you 
when you ask for sponsors, which I think is a fantastic idea, I, I a lot of times think of the, I guess the the giveaways, the raffles. You know, a lot of companies will donate dog food. You know, feed stores might donate dog food. Local restaurants, you know, meals or or you know, gift certificates. Um, can I mean, do you ever ask companies to just give you a dollar amount to help sponsor an event? Ours, our center, they, they they give us a good bit of money to sponsor the World Hunt this year. We was able, all the food at the World Hunt is free wow. because of that. that. That's significant. That's that's a that's a big deal. So do you have somebody um, at the club that that's part of their responsibility? I mean, is there a secretary, treasurer, uh, or do you have somebody that's kind of in charge of, or is it, Shared that several people go out and try to get sponsors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody in the club, you know, that wants to goes out and gets sponsors. They're pretty good about it. Then we're lucky because there's a Votech school down here, and and they have a culinary arts department, mm-hmm. and that they do all of our food for us. We I we don't have to. I just tell the the teacher how many we're going to have. And, and it's all we don't have to touch the food. <laughs> that's a that's a win for everybody. So you guys yes, get your is. your food yeah. covered, and then the students have an opportunity to actually practice their their trade. That's, yep, that's, uh, that they buy the foods. We get the food to school, and uh, we give the kids. Uh, they're not allowed to charge for doing it, mm-hmm. but we give them uh, a pretty good chunk of money to uh, to. Uh, of course, because they use that to go on field trips and stuff. Yep, they, the food is, you can. It's real good. What a, for, what a great partnership. That's a great partnership, and that kind of leads into my next question about does the club do anything with education? It sounds like in a kind of a crazy way you already are by helping these yeah. kids work on their education and the culinary side, but do you ever have, like, um, for maybe some of your younger hunters or new new folks to hunting, do you work with your local wildlife officers about coming in for for doing any kind of classes or safety classes? Or do you when you have um, you mentioned that your club historically was AKC? When you bring in a new registry like UKC or even PKC before UKC, do you have club members that step up and talk about the rules and maybe have buddy hunts or things like that? Yeah, we do some have buddy hunts, mm-hmm. but it's just it's just hard. We try to have them during the week, but it it's hard for a lot of people to get there because of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you mentioned you kind of slid in something on me there. You kind of mentioned, hey, we got the world hunt coming up, and uh, that's a pretty big deal to be able to host a world hunt because that would mean that you would have to be able to take x number of probably hundreds of hounds to the field and give them an opportunity to run game so um, in addition to the hunting ground that you have yourself there at the club so you've got a good network around you how how, how do you how do you have that much hunting around you well uh we have a couple other clubs that help us green mm-hmm. county Green hunters they're they're in the same county where you are and uh, Mountaineer Bagel Clubs from West Virginia, South Harrison Bagel Clubs from West Virginia, and Wind Ridge uh, 
it's a new club that just started. It's also in Greene County, but it's on the other end of the county. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got spots in Iron uh, Synergy. They got they give us four thousand acres to promote pads on this year for them. Wow. Yeah. And, and what's the hunting like around you? It, 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 mountains, hills, flat, swampy. What what does it look like? hills. A lot of people call us the mountains, but they're not considered mountains to me. <laughs> you get all down to southern West Virginia, there's the mountains down there. These are mm-hmm. hills up here. Yeah, we have some people come like from Indiana. They said, "Man, these mountains." I laughed at them. I said, "These ain't mountains." So, so when you host the world hunt, how many hounds can you expect to show up? Well, I talked to Alan, and they had uh, 256 entries on line. They was closed Friday, but he said he'll give me sore amount Monday. Yeah, but he's expecting about 290. Wow, that's that's a lot of a lot of beagles. I, you know, again, that's just a. Uh, a testament to the club to be able to have good hunting for that many for that many hounds. That's fantastic, and it's. Uh, I would think it would be very difficult to host an event like this without coordinating with those other local clubs. So I, I think that says a lot that you guys have a good relationship with all the clubs around you, even going into yeah. another state, you know, to hunt. Uh, yeah, we we don't sing cast over an hour away the first day. Wow. And we're going to have to hunt three rounds Saturday. So we'll have to, we'll use our closest spots for that. Well, I've heard so many things you've already said about your club and kind of describing it. But what what are some of the things that you believe stand out or things that you need in a club for it to be successful? I mean, if you were giving advice out there to somebody listening that maybe is a small club and they want to grow, or maybe it's a, a club that's going through a transition, you know, in leadership or, or uh, you know, having a hard time in one of many ways. But what, what kind of advice would you give them just based on your experience? Uh, the build to get people come to your club, you need spots with lots of rabbits. Mm-hmm. Spots with lots of rabbits. So uh, we have a lot of rabbits in Pennsylvania now. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people in our club, we don't even gun them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't gun I had buddies in rabbit season. Why don't you take me to rabbit hunting? I said, well, if you have places where we can kill rabbits, we'll go. But I said, I ain't killing that in my place. But I've, I've got a good friend that every year tells me the same thing. Sam, every rabbit every rabbit that's taken, that's a rabbit you'll never run again. You know, he he he's big on, you know... Uh, conservation but also d- don't take them unless you're you know unless you're going to do something good with them but uh yeah. but yeah when I was kind of making my own personal list of what I like in a club and and you know if I have to if I have to weigh the options of well I know I can't make every hunt this this month you know I'm only going to be able to make one one of the hunts I'll look at the clubs and I'll in my head go through a little personal checklist of mine and the number one thing that I write write down is kind of like that old real estate thing, location, location, location. But in my in my case, it would be good hunting. You know, nobody wants to go to a club and not run a rabbit or, you know, not come back with a good score. I mean, everybody wants an opportunity to compete. 
And so that was big for me. Another one, and I'd love to know your thoughts on this, I just wrote down high character judges. I want to know that I'm going to go to a club where you're going to have good judges that are going to follow the rules and you're going to have a fair shot. And then the last thing, and I don't know, maybe maybe this shouldn't be as important to me if you see my little old pot belly, but I like good food. You know, I like oh, yeah. to, I, I like to go to a yep. club that's going to if I'm going to be out there all day from you know all hours of the morning till it's dark in the evening, you know I want some good food to keep me fueled if I'm going to be running around fighting through the briars all day. So those were kind of my top three things, and you've already hit on that a little. But how important are the judges, and how you know how do you make sure you have good judges at one of these events? Well, we in our in our house. We get the judges that know the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the World High UKC picks the judges. Mm-hmm. We we have the we furnish the guides that they pick the judges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. At, I th- at the World Cup last year, we had seventy eight casts, I think, and we only had one cast that didn't come back with plus points. But they they seen three rabbits, but they didn't get a score. <laughs> well, that's not your fault, right? No. You put them in rabbits. That's saying a lot to have that many cast out. I mean, you can go to a lot smaller hunts that only have three or four casts and have, you know, a couple casts come back without seeing a rabbit. And you hunted yeah. nearly 80, um, and all of them had rabbits. Uh, just one yeah. of them. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, no wonder they want to have the world hunt there. It, I, that's a fantastic uh spot especially if our number one criteria is good hunting you know that that check check plus right there so i want to transition now because you've you've given given us a lot of information on your club uh what it takes to be successful uh, not only as a club but in hosting uh large events um but I want to ask you just personally, you know, because I know you hunt. And I know you've traveled to different states to hunt. But what are a couple of the best hounds that you've ever hunted with? My favorite hound is Plum Run Big Ben. He was he's owned by Cody Rocker and Josh Ware. And for, yeah, he's my favorite hound. And that I hunted with. For those that may not know Ben or or know Cody and. And Josh, so is there a particular bloodline that that he comes from, or kennel that he comes from, or part of the country he comes from? They just raised him as a as a pup. Okay. Yeah, I don't keep up on bloodlines. I can tell you what the siren dam is, but other than that, I don't. Because uh, all my dogs I have is one's a half sister of Ben, and I got a daughter that's out of Ben. Mm-hmm. My older dogs. Yep, I always, I always liked Ben. I always liked Ben. Yep, he's a rabbit dog. He won some big hunts. He won the PP Judge uh, World Hunt one year. First uh, Pornsback hunt he ever hunted. It. That was the last year they had that World Hunt. Oh, wow. Yep, he won some state hunts, won the Eliminator. Then uh, I would say they'd still be running him some, but he got Lyme disease and Oh. And he, and it just he can't take the heat in the cooler weather. Yeah, he's we still still run pups with him and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, he sounds like yeah. a fine hound. Yeah, I've hunted with a bunch of good dogs, but that's my favorite dog, probably. Mm-hmm. 
the day of our hunts, my phone number's there. And tell us again uh, the name of the club. Waynesburg Beagle Club. Waynesburg Beagle Club. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking time for us today. I think this is very interesting. I think there's a lot that can be learned. Um, and there's nothing wrong with copying somebody else, you know. If you guys already have a, a good recipe for success, why in the world wouldn't people uh, follow your lead or try to learn from it? So thank you again so much. I really appreciate you uh, sharing your time with us. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening to Buff in the Rough. And remember to like and subscribe if you want to be notified when we have new content available. Please send comments and suggestions to buffintherough at gmail.com. Join us next time to talk about why it's important to be in good shape when you're out running behind these hounds trying to judge them. And find out where 30-06 hounds came from. And a whole lot more.